Fabian. Yes, sir. What's, What's up? up, my dude? <laughs> How's it going, man? It's good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. You too, virtually. I know, man. On the I, internets. It's, uh, I've, I've gotten very good at Zoom over the past <laughs> couple, I guess, months now. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I've been teaching a lot on Zoom, and then, like, uh, my family does, like, a Sunday afternoon Zoom hang. It's been pretty fun. Oh, nice. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it's been cute. Yeah. I, I've yet to do it. It's my, like, my first time. I have been invited, oh, yeah. but I've been, like, uh, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it, but uh, but I should. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Dude, so, for Fabian, for the, for the uninitiated, <laughs> let us know a little bit about what you do. Oh man. Okay. Well, I uh, am a musician full time. Uh, I play saxophone uh, mainly, but I play drums and Latin percussion as well. And I produce, so I like play bass and piano and guitar and all the all the like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my main three are those are those three things. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I went to CSUN with you. Hell yeah. And. Um, <clears throat> Graduated in 2018 and just been, you know, touring, playing, recording, nice. doing that stuff since. And uh, yeah. But between the uh, the touring and the recording, like which one of those is more exciting for you? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, well, I guess touring. I mean, recording cool. in some settings has a lot more pressure, which I yeah. do enjoy. Um but, you know, especially being in a horn section, you know, you can't like if you're tracking all at the same time with like, you know, people who you who are, you know, you know, like people you, that you don't want to mess up in front of. It's totally. it's very like, you know, it has to be perfect. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be the guy that, that messes up a take, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, while while touring, especially with the band I mostly go out with, which is St. Motel, mm -hmm. this like rock band indie rock uh you know oh, yeah. they're just like we're just jumping around like having a great time you know like it's super 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 chill like crazy fans so fuck yeah it's dude. fun yeah tell me a little bit about like uh the rhythm of tour like what's a what's a day in the day in the life like yeah so um like we did so yeah um so for us, like I guess for the horn players specifically, it's very easy because in this, I'll, I'll just keep speaking on St. Motel because oh, I just please, finished yeah. off a, um, a tour with them in, in March. <clears throat> but um, we were out for like almost seven weeks. It's mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, all I mean, all the U.S. We had a we had a Europe tour planned that was mm. halted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, of course. <clears throat> Uh, but we were supposed to leave for that a couple weeks ago, but we didn't. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so for the horn players, since we're kind of like hired guns, so to speak, you know, like the, the four main guys who are like the guys in the group that are in all the pictures and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then there's <clears throat> the two horn players mm -hmm. who are, you know, can be interchangeable, I guess. But we've mm -hmm. been doing, I've been doing the gig for three, four years now, something like that. Hell yeah. Um. And the drum player's been doing it for that long, or a little bit longer than I am, like a year, mm -hmm. like uh, five, four or five years now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of just me and him mostly. But um, for us, it's very easy. Like we, all we have to do is basically make it to sound check, which is usually like at two o'clock mm -hmm. uh, or three or something. And that's, you know, maybe during the earlier days of, of uh, 
for it'll be a little bit longer, maybe like an hour and a half or something or an hour. But usually it's mm-hmm. like 45 minutes, 30 minutes, check a couple things. We you know tell the monitor guy what we need. Cool. Go through any other things that might be different in the show. And mm-hmm. then, uh, oops, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. It's a good picture, dude. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then we, uh, and then we got a show for the show, which is yeah. like at nine. And then it's like an hour and a half, you know, set just cool. all the way through. And yeah, but other than that, man, I mean, we have all the free time in the world, you know, we're, we're, we're on a tour bus. Uh, we had our own bunks and, you Fuck know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, super chill. Like I would always like, I always scoped out all the coffee places and, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially coffee places and, and yeah. cool places to eat. Um, one of my, I'll, I'll just divert to this story. Totally, uh, yeah. one, one, a cool, uh, story. Uh, we were in, um, Philadelphia uh-huh. and uh, I'm like way, way into food. I'm way into coffee as well, but I'm super yeah. into food. Like if I wasn't a, uh, musician i would definitely be cooking the culinary rap like 100 percent. you know Hell yeah um and the trumpet player loves uh to cook as well and he loves going to get great food uh-huh. so um we, we were at our hotel and we were gonna go do something and he's like dude there's this place called zahav in philadelphia like check it out like it's like world renowned like i heard mm. i just heard about it somewhere i'm like all right so i go and check it out and it actually was the james beard winner for the u.s best restaurant in the world three years in a row <laughs> are you serious yeah and it was literally Whoa. i mean right across the street from our hotel which was Whoa. amazing yeah so <clears throat> i mean of course i went online you know and i read all the reviews and they're like you're not gonna get you know a reservation you mm. know don't even think about it like they open up 60 days in advance and you know they're just Damn. sold out you know like yeah. so i was like ah crap so but I also was doing more research and I was like, well, if you go to the bar, like if you go to yeah. the bar seating and they offer yeah. a full menu, yeah. uh, you know, you just got to get there before they open. So we yeah. literally, we had nothing to do. So we, uh, we went and we, uh, and we got there an hour before they opened and yeah, like sure enough, we, we got a seat we, and, and like they gave us the tasting menu and the guy's like, all right, choose blah, blah, blah. He's like, you can do that option or you could give us back the menus and we'll prepare a whole thing the, the chef's tasting menu you know, if you trust us. And I was like, absolutely that, you know? Fuck and so we dude. both did. And it was, so it's the Hobbes Israeli food. Um, oh, nice. And it was insane, dude. I mean, like all the pickled vegetables, the hummus we had, yeah. um, uh, sheep. No, no, no. Oh, we had lamb heart. We had lamb tartare. Mm. We had, uh, like a three day braised lamb shank, mm. uh, with just all kinds of other crazy things. And, um, amazing dessert. Like it, it was by far, I mean, that was one of the best, if not the best, meal I've ever had in my life. But it was just exciting how it all like came together, you know. <laughs> Incredible! What they give you to drink? We had a couple of the like signature cocktails of uh, my dog back there. Oh, uh, I know. Tonka. His name's Tonka. Tonka. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he. Uh, we had. Um, I forget what they were, but they were actually uh, the bartender's signature drinks. We actually mm. invited the bartender to the show because we, you know, we yeah. comps. So he yeah. came and um, and he like took it to his his buddy's bars because he's like, you know, he was like, you know, some guy everyone knew, you know. So yeah. it was kind of cool to be, you know, he took us out and everything and, and showed us appreciation, which is really nice. So it was so great, great experience. Fun. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, man, Zahav. 
have to check it out. H A A V, I believe. Yeah, man the uh, the 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 locals only secret. There's a spot in San Diego, like this barbecue joint, that like it's a it's not nearly as intense, but it's the kind of thing where you usually have to wait in line for like an hour or two to get mm. in, or you could just go straight to the bar and sit down. And yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. It, like that's honestly like the best. I mean, the best way. I probably even count that more than reservations, you know? Because totally. Yeah, I mean that's crazy to be open up sixty days in advance for <laughs> yeah, reservations. Man. Yeah, but man. Uh, but yeah. Have you been? But that's uh, kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been uh, trying to cook anything like new and adventurous during quarantine? Yeah, uh, kind of lots of things. Cool. Uh, well, trying. Uh, you know, it's, I I I really love being spontaneous and like mm-hmm. going to get random, not random things, but like just going to the grocery store and see what looks amazing yeah but i'm trying to limit all my grocery outings as much as possible you know so uh i kind of just stick to the essentials uh i cook a lot like i cook a lot of rice and beans Mm. uh and then i kind of just match everything with that but one uh thing that i that i feel like came out really cool um Mm -hmm. i made a uh cauliflower and chickpea uh curry like Mm -hmm. a red curry uh so it's like tomato based with Curry powder, cumin, coriander seed, uh, you know, garlic, uh, and just basically, I mean, it was like a meat, meatless curry, you know, and mm-hmm. I did that over rice with like, I made a tortilla, like a garlic naan, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, so that, that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but I've been, uh, go ahead. Oh, you made the tortilla from scratch? No, no, not this one. I have right. though. I used to do that for a minute. Yeah. Um, but I've been making bread too. I made cool. uh, my own loaf of bread. I just got a sourdough starter from uh, one of my mom's friends today. Nice. So I'm, actually after this, I'm going to uh, make that sourdough. It has to rise for 16 hours. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Sounds like Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, really? I've never, I've never played that. It's like this video game. It just came out. Like, well, it, the new one just came out. So everyone's like talking about it. But um, part of the addictive functions of Animal Crossing is that uh, you'll do something like plant a seed in the garden and then the the video game will do its thing in real world time. So you have to like come back to the video game in like four hours to like take the vegetables that grew or whatever. So it kind of it gets yeah, it gets you into this habit. it gets you into this habit of like picking up the game like several times during the day, basically. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Silly silly video game <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's dope though. I was uh I was talking to my brother about uh like sourdough starters and stuff. He he liked he did his own when he was into it like a couple years ago and he was telling me how to do it and uh I just keep like not making it a priority. I should just fucking Get some, get some bacteria, it, bro. Yeah. yeah, just get some bacteria, man. I no, tried It is to... a little intimidating at first, you know, when you yeah. see all these videos about it, you're like, oh, you know, it's like so many steps and like you got to come back and, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Luckily, this one was started for me. I literally, yeah. you know, I just, I just, she had it, she gave me it in a big jar. Um, so like I'll use it and then I'll feed it, you know, water and flour every yeah. day or every other day or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then it'll just keep going, you know? So when I have enough, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, you can, I'll tell you some starter, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
Fuck yeah. You could have your own. I'm super down. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Where are you uh where are you staying right now? Baldwin Park. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, Is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in Downey. Oh yeah. Um, Teresa, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, and Otis and Yeah. All these peeps. But yeah, yeah, I got a I got a house here. Fuck so yeah. I was super stoked about that. I've been here a year actually. I nice. just this month. So uh yeah, but it's you know, three. It's, it's a really cool house, man. I'm just super stoked. It was a big goal of mine, and uh, you know, it's gorgeous. So, thank you, man. Yeah, big backyard. I got a, I got a dog. My buddy, my buddy went on a Cirque du Soleil tour, uh-huh. and he had a, like, he had no one to give his dog to. Hmm. Uh, so we kind of just took over the, uh, the dad ship, uh, hmm. over here. And so he, yeah, now he's over here chilling. He's got a yard because before he was in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, so now he's got a yard to like run around and you know dude hell yeah yeah it's, it's very cool for him he's an amazing dog he's a half pointer half lab mm. and he's got like blue eyes and yeah he's very well trained and such so hell yeah couldn't ask for a better dog fuck yeah dude yeah i like uh this quarantine especially makes me want a dog that much more like spending so much time here it's like fuck man i wish i had like a cute little dog to play around with right yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know yeah it's it's fun. I've never I've never like I've always kind of had pets growing yeah. up. They were always like kind of outside. They like did their own thing. I never had like that kind of relationship where they were just like always following you around and like you know either slept in the bed with you or like slept you know on the floor next to you or whatever you know like. Yeah. And this guy this guy does like he's just always mm. always there whenever like wherever you're at you know. Yeah. So I I dig that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so. Tell me about being a saxophone player. What mm. what are the skills that someone needs to like get themselves in a position like where you're at, where you're playing you're playing saxophone in these bands, you're recording? Uh yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's like um it's just like being able to like i guess one of my things is always trying to be um like appropriate to the genre you know as like a professional musician i think that's your job you know as like someone who does multi things like you're not just in one band you know like you're you know or whatever like specifically what i do i play with all kinds of bands and genres you know like latin settings you know salsa things and latin jazz or you know persian and or you know rock or blues and funk you know or whatever Mm -hmm. like smooth jazz like it could be anything you know um and so like i think it's just always being uh like always knowing the genre always knowing the like vocab to like put in those certain settings you know like you can't be Mm -hmm. doing all these crazy jazz licks obviously like in a smooth jazz thing or like in a a blues band you know like it just wouldn't Mm -hmm. work like you gotta like be be appropriate but still like you know, do your own thing and have your own sound and your own vocab. But, um, you know, I think that's one of like the fundamental things that like has worked for me is like, or someone always do always comment is like, man, dude, like you just like always fit in like just right. You know, like it's, yeah. you know, it's never like way too much and it's never like too little. It's just like, it's, it's right there. You know, mm-hmm. that's always my goal is just to be transparent in each genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, I mean, it's just like, you know, the basics, uh, which is like, you know, or, or not basics, but just like 
you know, dressing well, you know, mm. having things that are fitted and that are modern looking and, mm. uh, you know, maybe having like a, you know, a, you know, like a definitive haircut or a higher style or something that kind of, mm. you know, may, you know, set you apart from somebody else or, you yeah. know, or going for a certain look or, and then, you know, being on time, you know, being respectful, helping out, you know, uh, having a good attitude, um, being cool, easy man. to work with, you know, like all those things are kind of, I mean, very important, you know, like yeah. as, as an employer, you want to have someone who's like, you know, checks off all those boxes, I think, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I totally agree. That's dope. Maybe I got to, uh, maybe I got to spruce up my wardrobe, man. <laughs> I can help you, man. <laughs> I know, yeah. Once, once all this quarantine stuff uh, gets done with, you and me will go out and get me a makeover. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, it's not even like, you know, I mean, everybody has their own style, which is great, totally. you know. Totally. And, and it's like, it doesn't have to be a certain thing. It's just like, you know, like, for, exa- like, for example, like, mm-hmm. I do a lot of wedding gigs when I'm cool. here, you know, corporate band gigs, whatever. And like, suits, right? So yeah. like, getting a suit that like fits you correctly or spending like the extra $40 or something to get the pants, the right length and to get, yeah. you know, a jacket that the, the sleeves aren't down to your you know, <laughs> mid finger, you know, like yeah. you want to get everything cut tailored and fitting nice, you know, yeah. to the best that you can, yeah. you know, again, everyone's got their own style, but like you just want to look sharp and like tailored yeah. and put together, you know, so yeah. I think that's important, you know, not having like the, you know, collar all, you know, the tie off to the side, you know, whatever, yeah. like, you know, totally. just the little details that you'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't need to worry about you or say anything like you got it. Mm-hmm. You got it all worked out. You know, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. What about like with touring specifically? Like, are there certain, are there certain strengths for like to to make you a successful touring musician like in my mind i'm thinking because i I, i've I've never been on like a seven week tour like what you're talking about in my mind i'm thinking you know like someone who goes with the flow someone who like shows up on time like you were saying but like uh anything else that you found to be really helpful on the road i mean that's that's really it you know i mean being easy to work with is is really chill i mean it's like the best thing you know because things happen all the time you know like Mm. you may like we had a lot of radio shows this tour rather than like the first tour I did with them. And like the first tour I did with them, we had none. So, but like several, there were several days where we had to get up, like, you know, it's not even early, but for people who stay up till five in the morning or six, yeah. it's like getting up, you know, for a 10 AM call time, mm. you know, to, to be somewhere about 10 30. And then they're like, Hey, good morning. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, <laughs> like, you like take it down like you know because it's like radio personality and they're just like you know so amped you know right early in the morning and then you know sometimes you're just not not there you know in that headspace but you know and and those and curveballs will always come at you like you know one there was one town we had to stop in where there was nothing i mean literally we were in like what was it i think it was called beach north dakota uh-huh. There was literally we were there on a Sunday afternoon. We, we got there and there was, dude, there was one gas station open for food. That was the only thing that was open for food. And wow. um, like, luckily they had like a little 
like sandwich set up in there like a subway yeah. like make your own sandwich which was kind of weird to yeah, begin with totally. like you're literally like making your own sandwich he's like don't forget your gloves don't forget your <laughs> like, okay like making your own sandwich in like a weird. gas station and um yeah. and like the tour manager had like everybody was starving like only like maybe three people went to that like me yeah. and the guitar player and the one of the techs and the trumpet player yeah. and um but like you know, there there was a crew of twelve with us, and mm. so like the other people, like they had, you know, like they just didn't know about it. Or we were trying to text them, but the tour manager ended up buying, ended up talking to the um, the manager of the hotel, and the mm. hotel had a friend in another city, fifty miles away, who who asked him, he asked the guy, the friend, to bring pizzas. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so they like so he paid the guy a bunch of money to like bring these pizzas from another town so that the whole tour crew could eat, you know. Oh my god. But like that was like at six or seven and like you know, so That's you crazy. literally just kinda went the whole day like Yeah without eating or like eating like chips or something, you know. Was there a show at that spot? No, we were between like Chicago. We had a bit, we had like three days, two days off or something. It was a huge gap. And That's wild. So, and, and the driver could only drive eight hours. So that was like oh, where we had to stop. It's like know? Union or something? Yeah, I think it's like a thing with his sleep or I, I'm not sure. Like, hmm. yeah, I guess Union or whatever his guidelines are that his company, yeah. the company, you know, um, for safety, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we were like between Chicago and or like minnesota or i'm not sure like one of those midwestern places to yeah Seattle. not not california <laughs> somewhere <Yeah>. else <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah it was just wild you know but um yeah being easy to work with and then just like not cool. going crazy uh going back to your original question yeah, yeah not going crazy on 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 anything you know like mm. kind of knowing your limit as far as like partying and alcohol mm. or whatever your thing is you know yeah um, just like not getting out of hand, yeah. Because <laughs> I can get really, you know, bothersome real quick if somebody is like just constantly like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, you know, we'll take it down. Yeah, man. Dude, <laughs> I, I I hear you. I hear you a hundred percent. Seems like it all kind of comes down to just like be cool, be easy to work with. It's dope. Yeah. It's super yeah. dope. Yeah, man. Um, tell me about your quarantine experience. How have you been? How have you been spending your days? Man, just uh, honestly, like doing a lot of projects around the house. Cool. That's <laughs> uh, dope. So my my girlfriend's back. She actually cool. uh, for this past year, she is teaching music and art at a school in Wyoming. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So she came back for. We were supposed to go to Thailand during spring break, which is right mm. when I got back from the tour. But then that's when all this started happening. Yeah. Um, so she's actually stayed here since March mm. uh, 12th. She got here. Mm. And she's been here ever since. And sh- and just recently, like the last three weeks, I'd say, or yeah, three weeks, she's been um, teaching from Zoom, you know, yeah. um, her yeah. kids. But it's cool. Like, she's able to do that literally from here. But she's supposed to be back there. Yeah. You know, and, and she's, like, getting her normal, you know, pay and everything. So. That's dope. Um, it's really a good, good situation for her, you know, yeah, um, and she gets, gets to be here and everything and, and we yeah. get to be together. So that's super awesome. That's huge. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, just like cooking a lot and then obviously like practicing, you know, I've been picking up bass more and 
nice. making like I've started a bunch of things. I always think about your uh, <laughs> your 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 thing where you're like finish one project, you know. And like, <laughs> I was like, dang it! You hear Eric right here, just like okay. <laughs> 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 I started so many things, but I haven't finished them, you know. That's but, so I'm, but I'm working on it. Like hell yeah. So uh, hell yeah. and and the, the, I have a due date and everything, so I'm gonna fuck yeah, dude. Crank them out. Um, yeah, very soon. So. Is it is it like shit that you've written or? Yeah, just like Instagram videos and cool. like just whatever you know, like cool. little covers and you know. Uh, so yeah, just been practicing like a lot of random things, you know, like playing. I play like a lot of percussion, so I've been getting that in more too, and nice. you know, along with sax, obviously, and um, I haven't touched my drums too much, but yeah. mainly just been practicing sax, bass, and uh, flute, yeah. and um, yeah, percussion. You know, and then just writing, and and then a lot, and then a lot of times, yeah, just not doing anything. You know, <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, That's dope, know. dude. Yeah. What kind of shit are you practicing on bass? Um, I don't know. I I, I wanted to do this Charlie Pruth cover of the song called "Boy." Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so I think like more, more pop bass, not like cool. jazz or anything like that. Um, yeah. But I like transcribed this one solo that I really liked from this like, uh, it's a BB Winans recording. Cool. And the guy's doing a fretless bass solo, and it's like to me, it's like the most melodic. Like it's so beautiful, you know. Yeah, the, his 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 just the choices he made. Uh, yeah. So I like learned that, and I learned just I've been playing along to different recordings, you mm-hmm. know, like figuring out bass lines that I really like that are more like you know. Uh, no, like noty, I guess you could say, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just getting getting a feel for it. Like, I would love to play bass like in a real setting, you know. Uh, soon, you know. Fuck yeah! Do you, do you like? Is that mostly just like the sound of the bass and the instrument, or do you also see like professionally for you like maybe some more opportunities playing bass than playing saxophone or? Not more than, but I could definitely see it being a thing where, you know, like maybe on a session. Like this actually happened on a session. Mm. I got called to do a flute session. Mm-hmm. Um, with this super dope producer, um, and he had me with this artist, and um, uh, he was like, you know, I was, I was laying down my flute stuff, and he's like, kind of just barely making the beat, you know, mm. uh, and he's like, kind of just making it as we go along. <clears throat> And then uh, he looks at me and he's like, you play keys, Fabe? And I was like, yeah, little. He's like, show me. Like, well, I mean, I was like, I mean, honestly, if you're going to tell me like that, like, I'll play bass. Like, I'll, I'll play bass, like, more than keys for sure. Yeah. He goes, yeah. well, why didn't you say anything, man? <laughs> so, like, hooked up the bass and then he's like, gets me going. And then, like, we, like, I made a bass line with him. So, like, nice. I was writing some of that stuff and then. You know, he was vibing it out and liking it and stuff. And, you know, um, so he was like, yeah, okay. I, like, I could just see him, like, doing the nod of, like, all right, man, I see you. You know, like, Fuck okay, yeah. you know. So I just want to be able to, like, mostly in those settings, you know. And, and even though with the stuff I produce, mm-hmm. like, uh, with my, uh, like, I have a, with Randy, you know Randy, the trombone player, Randy Garcia? Yeah, Randy. man. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of producing together. Fuck and, yeah. um, so like a lot of times, you know, I'll lay down bass for that. And it ends up being like either we may not use the bass, but it provides like a super solid 
mm. guideline for where the base is, yeah. you know, or where it should be. Uh, and, and I, and I like being able to kind of represent that because I have a lot of ideas in my head mm. and I just want to be able to articulate them, you know, in a, in a, in a good way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Proficient, proficient way. Dude, you're also like so good at the drums, man. <laughs> Like, thanks, man. <laughs> I remember, like, the first time I heard you play drums, I was really beside myself to like, cause you're, cause oh, you're man. already, you're already so good at the saxophone, that I was like, fuck, like this guy is like this good at the drums too. Tell, like, <laughs> it, did you, did you start both of those instruments at a young age or? Yeah, I started. Well, drums is actually my first instrument. Oh, cool. Um, I started playing yeah. drums when I was like two or something, you know, mm -hmm. like basically I was born. But I started playing sax when I was twelve. Mm. but um kind of when i started playing sax uh that kind of took over more just because like i kind of i feel like i found my voice with that you know nice but even all like all during um like uh middle school and high school like all during high school i was in a this thing called the usc it's called the los angeles youth jazz ensemble mm. and it was like the uh usc outreach program where uh, and I did it since I was like at the end of my eighth grade all the way till I graduated high school. Cool. And basically, what it was was like you did you went there every Sunday for like I don't know how many hours. You did like a really long rehearsal, and um, you got to study with the kids at USC. You know, while you were uh, in high cool. school, so you got lessons with them. And then occasionally you'd have like master class. Like we had like when I first joined, John Diversa was leading the band, which was all, yeah. like crazy. You know. Yeah. Um, actually, Teresa brought me in on that. Fuck um, yeah. She did it first. It's funny. Um, the first day I joined that, I always tell the story, but Indugu uh -huh. uh, Chancellor was there. Oh, hell Just yeah. like legendary drummer, you know. Yeah. I was on all, a lot of Michael Jackson records and yeah. George Duke, all this, you know. Uh, and so he's faculty there. And he was there the first day that I was there, which was like my, at the end of my eighth grade. And so I'm, I go in to play drums and uh like there was a chart where it was like you know big like ford bar intro or something it's like you know and there was phil's like and then i did like a there was like a two bar break you know two mm -hmm. bar pause in the song and then i i like did a little fill you know between and then and then he stops the whole band he's like drama goes, what does it say on the page <laughs> and I, was, and I was like uh it has the bar of rest and a bar of rest he goes why did you rest? What? What does it say on the page? I'm like, uh, it, it says, and why'd you play a fill? And he was like <laughs> yelling at me because I like played a fill over this this rest, and, I, and yeah. you know, it'll, it'll, I'll just always remember that because like, you know, he was like, you gotta play the rest, you gotta play the rest, man. And I'm like, <laughs> like, it's such a profound statement, you know, especially yeah. as a drummer, you know, because it's easy to just like go everywhere and do yeah. everything. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean, um, all throughout that band, I played drums. And then mm. even in high school jazz band, I played drums from, like, the whole time, except my senior year, I played saxophone. Mm. Uh, so that was the only time I got to play, like, saxophone and, and, and jazz ensemble, mm -hmm. um, like, before college, really. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Dude, drums was my first instrument, too. But I oh. didn't, I didn't fucking take it to, I didn't take it to the jazz level. But yeah, I, I played I played drums for like a year, and then I found guitar, and kind of a similar thing. Like it's just a never never really looked back. 
Yeah. I do have a drum set though, and I like use it to like sketch out ideas and then I send it to Elias and then he makes them real. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's good. It's good to like be proficient. I think at like a bunch of things, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, just so, cause you can have, I mean, it's always good to like let people do their thing, but when you can't even like say like, like when it's not what you had in your head and Mm. it's not like working, it's, and you can't really tell them how you want it to sound. Yeah. It can it's kind of frustrating, you know? So yeah, it can be. I I definitely think it's frustrating, dude. I, uh, I recently got an upright bass. Oh oh yeah. I saw it. I've been trying to like, I've been trying to get into it. And so I have a, uh, I have a, I did this cover of, um, song wonderful world and made it kind of like sad and spooky and uh that's going to come out in a couple weeks and uh i played i played upright on the recording for that and it's like my first time like doing upright on anything Uh. and it's it's a wild feeling to like pick up a new instrument and then like actually do it and be like oh like this this sounds okay (laughs) yeah yeah heck yeah dude that's awesome yeah so i'm so yeah man that's always how I feel like playing flute. My my girlfriend's a really mm. good flute player, uh-huh. so I, I like. It's funny because it's like it's just like anything, you know. Like, if I picked up a guitar and played a chord and you did that, yeah, yours would sound better. I promise you, just because yeah. like yeah. you know the guitar, like you know, you just have a certain sound already, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just the same thing on any instrument. Like it doesn't matter your setup or whatever. It's just like your approach to that instrument. Mm. It's just like her. She has such a nice sound when she gets on it, and I feel like I'm like ah. Oh. Sneaky play. Like, <laughs> like, okay, I'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's so wild for like woodwinds specifically. Man, that was hard to say. Like you guys have so many instruments to learn, like with all your doubles and shit. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I just I have a bass clarinet that I don't even touch. You know, oh, really? but I do, I do play clarinet. Um, the bass clarinet, if you had to kind of like get into that but i should yeah. but yeah i mean like yeah like barry tenor alto soprano flute maybe piccolo clarinet bass mm-hmm. clarinet you know like yeah. those are like a must you know yeah so yeah it is pretty crazy it's wild Speed have, professional. yeah have you been playing with your girlfriend at all over this quarantine? yeah nice man. yeah yeah totally man um yeah, and, and she was a jazz major as well, a jazz saxophone major as well oh, hell um, yeah. at, at her college. So, <clears throat> nice. um, you know, we'll, like we have this, uh, we're doing, we're actually, it should be coming out soon too, this video. But we're doing cool. a, uh, uh, we both are doing a transcription, playing along to a transcription or playing along to, a, excuse me, a Bob Mincer recording. Yeah. Oh, this song is you. Wait, yeah and it's just um piano and and you know bob minster on tenor and like cool. again like it's so melodic and beautiful like just the way he mm. approaches like I, I was thinking about it um just like because my my style of playing is 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 very aggressive i feel mm. like at times you know and i don't yeah, even in jazz and like it kind of anything anything i do it's always like you know like like that you know it's never like the guy who uses space and you know like sometimes but i have to be in like the right headspace but that's the thing is like i want to be or at least be able to like 
draw it back, you know, when I, when I, when I want to and still play like mm. meaningful, beautiful things without having to be aggressive or like, like that all the time. So I think yeah. like Bob Minster is amazing at that. You know, he's always mm. like kind of like subdued, but he plays like such rich, you know, harmonic and melodic things. It's, it's so cool to study, like just the things he does, you know, and all the, how he hears things and just the way he approaches it. Rather than, and like Stan Getz too. That's why like always in college and I always loved Stan Getz, uh, his playing because it was just so like, you're like, you're like, Oh, 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 you know, just like, <laughs> it's so like melodic, you know, like yeah. there's no other way to put it. You know? Well, also with like the Latin thing too, like, do you feel drawn a little bit more to the, the Latin saxophone playing? Yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely yeah. more rhythmic. And like, I think my background as a drummer has me, play that way too which yeah. is more rhythmic you know i always tend to want to play with the drummer in any setting that i do you know <laughs> like yeah. uh, i always find myself engaging a lot with with the drummer mm. um just because like it's what i my ear is drawn to and and um so that it, you know it's a very rhythmic style of of playing that it can be which can be you know like i said just kind of like that that you know if you're doing a lot of like rhythmic stuff it could be not so rich in melody, which yeah, man, yeah, I'm trying to work. So, <laughs> dude, it's tough, man. Especially, I mean, like, I feel like guitar and saxophone are similar in that, like, it's just so easy to like play so many notes. Like with the saxophone, you just like you just like push those buttons. With the guitar, you just like move those fingers a little bit, <laughs> right. and it's like something like the upright bass, like. Uh, like it's such a physical instrument it makes me like not really want to play so fast or like so many so many notes right yeah or even like trumpet like i tried to pick up trumpet a little bit a couple of years ago didn't did not stick that's a that's a <laughs> that's a hard instrument man that is a that is a hard instrument yeah i will i will, I will agree with that for sure yeah. yeah dude can i ask you a little bit about uh your house yeah yeah, yeah, man. So what? So congratulations again on getting yeah, yourself you. a house. That's fucking huge. But like, sure. what? What? What advice, if any, would you have for like musicians specifically that are looking to like be homeowners? Um. Well, yeah, you just gotta be prepared because I mean, mm. it is a, it is, it is a just a lot of everything. You know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of planning. Like, let's say you've like got some really cool things come you know like you've had like great success in what you do and you're able to save a, an amount of money you know like so there's a fha which is a federal housing administration i could be wrong i don't know but the type of thing is like a fha loan so it requires a lower down payment but a mm. but a bigger monthly payment you know mm. it's for first-time buyers it's a first-time buyer program which is like yeah. unless you're able to you know save you know, a hundred grand, which is 20% of a $500,000 house. Yeah. Unless you're able to save that, uh, and put that as a deposit. Um, then you're going to go the first time buyer out. Yeah. Um, which is a much lower, um, you know, uh, deposit or no, I'm sorry, down payment. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean like, you know, it's just like anything. I mean, right now it's, 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 it's terrible, you know, because of all <laughs> this, you know, especially being a musician, like everything's canceled. Fuck, um, man. you know, and it's like just crazy. Um, you know, I've, I've always tried to be really conscious of with how I use my money and, yeah, and like just uh, my finances and everything. Um, so like, 
that's why like I always had like this goal in mind or, or you know not not I guess until maybe a few years ago but like mm-hmm. you know I, I had some stuff saved up and I was like you know what I want to invest in like I wanted to like thinking like a business like starting a business like a food business or mm. you know or um, you know like I don't know like I wanted to invest in something studio but then I was like no nah, I mean like you know but having a space of my own was like yeah. really just like I mean it's it's such a great like that to me that's like you know it should be the goal because it's just like it's your it's like it's your land you know this is my yeah. land right here you know um Hell yeah. and um but like my my parents did help me a great deal throughout the whole thing in terms cool. of like doing the paperwork because mm-hmm. like so she they my parents co-signed cool. uh, but it is you know my, my house but yeah. you know for like all the stuff behind because we can't prove because we have 1099s and all this and they need totally you know totally. all this there's so much information they need it's, it's insane so yeah my parents have like normal you know normal jobs yeah uh so they kind of had that um information provided and such but like not only that but like my mom specifically is just like an immense help because cool it's so much time that you're talking with realtors and meeting with them uh and like talking about paperwork and talking to the uh you know financing companies and like it's just it's, it's honestly stuff above me like mm. she always ran everything by me of course because it was like you know my thing but yeah. I, a lot of the time i was like well, what do you think she's like mm. why this and i'm like all right that sounds good cool, cool. you know like i was just you know because she's she's you know they've bought several houses in the you know in their lifetime cool it moved and such so she kind of gets it um but yeah i mean i guess just like you know i mean having a goal in mind you know even if it's like not in the ideal place for you to be or you know whatever like your first house is not going to be your only house like once Mm -hmm. you get in you know it's like once you get into the housing thing or owning a house or owning property whatever it is um you know you can always sell it. You can always like do upgrades and, and sell it, you know, and that's kind of what I plan to do here is like yeah. maybe be in there for five years or six years or 10 years or maybe, maybe you know, hmm. I mean, who, you know, who knows, you know, how, how long I'll stay here. But like, I'm always trying to improve things. Like I repainted the inside, most of the inside. I got cool. like a new AC unit, uh, you know, a heating and air unit, which is like, it didn't even have one before. So like hmm. all, all those things are, um, and like new electricity. So there's like little things we're always doing constantly to try to improve the value of the house. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, and, but once you get in, you can always like kind of move up a little bit or like, mm. you know, I mean, ideally that's what you want, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you're just a lot of planning and it's just, and I, I would just always look to someone for advice you know, I don't even think I would be the great one for for advice because, like I said, my mom instructed me just like do this, and I was like, cool. okay, you know. Um, yeah. But just look to someone who's done it before a, a bunch to get to get their perspective on things, you know, uh, and their help, you know, and like ask people for help and and be willing to to you know accept their what they have to say, you know, and everything because they That's they know better. Dude. Nice man. Hell yeah. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> man. That's like, that's fucking Thank huge. You. It's a big deal. Thank you, man. 
Yeah. Appreciate it. Sure, like every time you come home and you put your key in the lock and you unlock it, you're like, this is my house. <laughs> it is <laughs> pretty stuff. crazy, man. Yeah, I still think about it. I, mean, I do, you know, the cool thing is, is like, you know, not all the burden is on me. You know, I have yeah. two people who rent rooms here, you know, cool. and luckily they're both musicians. Cool. Uh, and they're, and so we're kind of all just like doing our own thing. We're all yeah. conscious of when like, people have to record in their rooms and yeah you know like so it's it's all it's all good like we're all very understanding we're all like open to communication because you know having people in you know in one house you know it could it could be you know if you don't communicate well things could you know build up and then you know totally. you kind of get frustrated with things or whatever but yeah i mean so far it's been great you know i mean uh yeah i love having a yard that's like the coolest thing and being able to enjoy the outside like right now it feels amazing <laughs> it's yeah. like nice and windy and yeah so it's gorgeous yeah man it's it's the prettiest apocalypse we'll ever see dude seriously <laughs> how are Hopefully you we see no more yeah man how, how are you doing with all the covid stuff is it like does it kind of freak you out or are you are you chilling um, at times, you know, I mean, you know, you're, you, you read all these things and you yeah. kind of consume so many like horror stories, you know, yeah. um, that you, you kind of like almost project on yourself like, oh my gosh, like anything I touch now could be, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, it is always good to be obviously, you know, be safe and like, man, totally. just go wash your hands that extra time or whatever. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. Like. You know, but um, I think just trusting in yourself, you know, uh, trusting like for me, you know, I'm Christian. And so like, oh, yeah, for me, like God has like been a real strength for me through this all because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, that could easily I could like I've kind of dealt <clears throat> lately mm -hmm. with anxiety, um, not just from this. I don't even know from what, but just like, mm -hmm. You know, like I've had like anxiety attacks and I've never had that mm. before in my life, you know, mm. um, and and, mm. you know, it's very easy to just get overwhelmed, like no matter how good or how bad or whatever, like it doesn't matter, you know. Um, yeah. So just kind of having like some kind of foundation to kind of like seek some hope and and to find peace. However cool, you do that is is uh, I think you just you should always like try to tap into that daily, mm. you know, Um you know, like whatever it is for you, you know, meditating on whatever, praying, uh, you know, going outside and breathing yoga, yeah. you know, uh, totally. it's super important during these times. Cause it is for me and sure for a lot of people, it's just like, you see all this craziness. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and like freak yourself out, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, you know, I do, I, I have, I do the precautions, I, you know, Still. I'm always, you know, have the masks and, you know, not, not going out as much as I have to. And like sure. trying to go out, just like buying two and threes of everything that I have to, don't come back to the grocery store as much. And, hmm. you know, yeah, dude, I hear you. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your experience of the panic attacks, but also like no pressure. Like you don't, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Yeah. Are you, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I won't go into super detail about it, mm -hmm. but, but just, just from the, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, I know that, um, I know that everyone experiences like these kinds of things differently, 
And, uh, you know, some people might struggle with like, is this a panic attack? Is this not a panic attack? So I'm, I'm curious yeah. just to hear like what the experience is like for you and maybe what are the like, what are the tools that you've found that is like really helpful in those moments? Yeah. Okay, cool. So definitely, uh, I would say for me, like when I kind of realized that I was having one or, you know, it, yeah, they, they kind of said it was an anxiety attack. I don't know. I guess mm. panic attack and anxiety attack are, I guess the same thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. um, but you know, for me, like I was experiencing just like my heart racing, like mm. a thousand miles a minute. Um, and then I started like shaking, like super, like a really? lot, you know, and I was with my girlfriend, you know, and I was like, babe, we have to go to the hospital. I told her that before because my heart was Whoa. just like pumping fast. And I started like literally like shaking. Yeah. And I was like, we got to call 911. Like this is, Whoa. you know, cause I've just never in my life felt that, you know, long story short, you know, uh, they ended up saying, you know, we, we checked everything. We did chest x-ray, lung x-ray, you know, cause I have, my family has a bad history of, um, heart disease mm. and, you know, just other factors. And so like, uh, you know, I was like, am I like having a heart attack or something? Like, is this, mm. is this what this is right now? You know? Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, everything was mm. fine. Um, and so then we've ruled that out, that that's not what it is. It's not heart health. It's not any of that stuff, but they've, you know, um, I've kind of had these situations happen twice, mm. um, two attacks where I was like very scared, you know, um, yeah. and I went to the hospital for it. Wow. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's just, um, I don't even have much experience other than like, you know, you just kind of, when you do feel those things, anxiety, mm. like I felt numbness in my left arm mm. and, and like tightness in my chest, which automatically you think heart attack, you know, mm. which then gets you thinking like, uh. is this like going to be something like, is this what it is now? You know, mm. but <clears throat> it wasn't, you know, and it's not like those symptoms, I, I guess, are you know are kind of they align with both things like anxiety mm. and that um yeah. so what i found is just like you know just again you know tapping into whatever gives you peace you know for mm. me like taking deep breaths going outside you know uh having time to like think about your problems or or mm. or whatever it is that's troubling you or could possibly cause you anxiety yeah having a lot of time for that and then literally go outside and like water the plants or like mm. do something take a walk and force yourself to not think about it you know mm. uh and just like let that be your a lot of time to think about it and freak out and then go on with your day you know mm. which to me kind of worked and um you know i don't know you just kind of everyone's gonna gotta find their own their own way to to, to deal with it because you know i i do find a lot more people have those kind of feelings from time to time, you know, mm. uh, and it's, it's easy to get really scared in those moments, but when you understand like what it is and you can just kind of like pull back from the situation and say, okay, I know what I'm experiencing right now. Mm. Let me go outside, you know, take some deep breaths. Okay. And then you can kind of like reset yourself. Mm. I think that's kind of just the key to the, and, uh, the key to it. And like I said, the thing that helped me a lot was, kind of just like worrying about whatever thing that I had on my mind or whatever thing that I thought was bothering me yeah. or worrying me, having that time to freak out about it and then saying, okay, that's it for now. I'm going to move on, you know? Mm. So 
Dope, man. That's really good advice. I'm sorry that that's that's been happening to you, man. That that yeah. that really sucks. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary, you know. I've never really like shared it, and I'm totally happy to because yeah. I want people to like you know know that you know it does happen to more people, and like yeah. if they feel like that to to, to not freak out, yeah. you know, because it's easy to. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. But, uh, oh, you're good, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, you're totally um, good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a wild thing, and I think you're right, man. It's it, it is cool to talk about that stuff and just to let people know that it's out there and that like a uh, you know badass musician like yourself, you know, who's like super fun to hang out with, like super cool guy, like shit shit happens, you know, and sometimes the body does a does weird stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I guess I'm gonna change subjects pretty hard here, maybe. But I'm I, I'm curious <laughs> about a little more like your uh, your love of cooking, and like mm. I'm curious if you have if you can see any parallels towards your relationship with music and your relationship with cooking. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you know, like it was funny. I, I watched the Anthony Bourdain. I, I love Anthony oh, Bourdain. Yeah, his man. stuff's awesome. I, I really love yeah, all his man. programs. But um, he was saying like once he was like, "Yeah, food is not an art." But no, you know. And I'm like thinking like that to me goes against everything you like stand for. You know. Totally. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was just like, I don't know. I don't know what he was saying, but to <laughs> so me, it, it it totally is. You know. Um, yeah. And you can you know it's a way to express yourself and it's and, and it's and then and it's a complete way to be creative you know because yeah. especially like in in the in further along you know like when you're you at a higher level of um of, of cooking or, mm. or like being free in those and in using different ingredients and different methods and techniques you know um and then and then they're also on the other side there's a lot of discipline and there's a lot of um things you have to do exactly right every time yeah. you know uh just like how you would in music um mm. so i do find a ton of parallels between you know uh music and 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 cooking yeah in terms of like those things being creative you know um, nice, man. i oftentimes will just like to kind of see what's in the cupboard like my girlfriend yeah. always like you know like it's funny because she's like the complete opposite of me in, in terms of cooking. Like mm. she, she doesn't like, I mean, yeah, she doesn't like to cook. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's not, she, she's, <laughs> she's not confident in, mm. in, in cooking in, in like, or like, you know, she makes her like bare essentials and totally. like, that's okay with her, you know, and she'll yeah. have the same thing over and over and like, that's great. Like, yeah, I'm not hungry. Done. Nick, move on. You know, perfect. But for me, I'm just like, Oh my gosh! Like, there's so many things I can do. Like, yeah. Like, there's so many possibilities to explore. Like, you know, what mm. if I put ginger in this, or what if I, you know, do this this way, or you know, put lemon on it before, or, you know, whatever. Like, there's so many different things. Yeah. Um, and like, it's funny because she'll say, um, like, like I'll go to her house or her apartment in Wyoming, and I'll, and I'll like make some meal, and she she said, "But I, I've had all those ingredients at the same time. How, how can?" You make like I've never made a dish like this. Before, you know? like, <laughs> I have all the same things, like what you yeah. know, and it's just like it's just finding what you have, and and like, you know, make like expressing it 
to its fullest potential, you know? Yeah, man. Which is just, I think, like, you know, music or being mm. a human, you know, like, whatever you're good at, just bringing it out so people can enjoy it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really cool thing to think about. That's dope, man. That's super dope. Another thing that I think about food is food is so close to love. Like, when you when you make food for someone and you're, like, nourishing like the the thing that your body needs like this nutrition like i had a one of my friends moms told me that like cooking for her family was like her favorite thing to do because it was like it was it was one of the main ways that she could still like love her kids cuz her kids are grown and they don't want to like cuddle or they don't want right. to you know like do like other kinds of expressions of love or maybe they're not around all the time but like one thing that she can always do is like she can always cook for them and they always are like stoked on their mom's cooking yeah um, so yeah man i used to be pretty intimidated with food and i've been getting a lot more adventurous like uh i tried to make a <laughs> i tried to make a pizza from scratch like 2 weeks ago 3 weeks ago and yeah. um I didn't have like there's no yeast like in in any of the stores so I like got online and I looked for like some yeast substitutes and I was like trying to like make it happen Um, but little did I know like the only kind of flour that I bought at the store was brown rice flour so I didn't use any all-purpose flour so that (laughs) so the dough ended up being like a fucking graham cracker dude right and like (laughs) and like as far as graham crackers go it was actually a pretty good graham cracker but like but the pizza but um but I also made like the tomato sauce from scratch like I got the tomatoes like really just went all in and the tomato sauce was like super good Um, so like that it was it was like a little bit of a win or like um last week i got up and i made pancakes but i didn't have any syrup so i was Mm. like oh i gotta i gotta i gotta figure out some syrup so i just like threw (laughs) i looked online for like how to substitute syrup or whatever didn't find anything and then i just threw like water milk brown sugar honey and like white sugar like in a pot and Mm. like cooked it up yeah. And uh, I had to play with like the quantities a little bit, but I ended up getting this thing that was like, it was like pretty good. Like it wasn't nice. syrup, but it was all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stuff like that's that, great, just dude. like improvising and having fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, it's like, I mean, again, it's like, yeah, like you said, improvising. It's like, you, you yeah. know what each little component does. It's like, you know what each note to do in a, in, yeah. a, in a song, you know, and you kind of like use those things to like, make make it happen you know totally which totally, um, that's awesome man i think that's really cool you know yeah. improvising in the kitchen is is like the funnest thing for me so fun so fun yeah dude so tell me tell me a little bit about your future so right now you're 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 a badass musician you're fucking killing it but like where where are you headed like what roles do you see yourself really digging into over the next couple decades i really want to do something with food you know, really? Uh, I, yeah. Cool. I, uh, food and music, you know, uh, and, and I want to like have those things cause they really are both my passions, you know? Hell um, yeah. so like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's going to look, you know, um, you know, uh, opening up a restaurant, opening up my own thing, having like a pop-up or like having some crazy, you know, I've always thought about like having a crazy special thing where like, you know, I'm the head chef and yeah. 
I, I come up with this tasting menu for you, you know, for like uber rich people, right? Who totally, are like, totally. oh yeah, I want this. So I want a private chef. So I go in their house, make them a ridiculous meal. And then I like play some saxophone for them, you know, That's dope. like as lame and cheesy as it may sound, like <clears throat> that no. little niche thing could be like, like just kind of like over the top and like unique, you know? Totally. Um, and, and I think offering uh, something where it's like both things I love to do that, you know, I feel proficient at or like that I can yeah. do at a, at a, at a, a, a level where people will enjoy it. Like I, I want to be able to use both those things and, you know, to, to make a living off that, you know? Yeah, man. Um, and I do love doing my own thing. You know, I love <laughs> like as, as vain as it sounds, I do love being the star of the show and like, Dude, you know, it's fucking being dope. out there, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. Um, and Nothing one way to do that, that. is just like doing your own thing, you know? Yeah, man. So I definitely, that's like one thing I really want, want to happen in the future is, you know, figuring out a way to, to combine both those things, you know? Dude, I don't think that's a lame idea at all. Like if I was some baller and I was looking for like a date night idea for like my girl or whatever, and I heard about this service of this guy who would come over and like make us like top notch dinner and play some top notch saxophone, like I would totally buy that shit. Yeah, or oh, like 100%. Kanye West had Kenny G play for Kim Kardashian, you know, one, oh, really? like last Valentine's Day or something. That's so <laughs> funny, man. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea, especially with like the way that things are maybe headed in with like, uh, you know, like not being able to meet in huge spaces. Like we don't know when gatherings are going to come back. So like having a business yeah. model where it's a little more one on one, like that's dope, yeah. dude. That's yeah. a good idea. Hey. I'm yeah, gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it, dude. If you'll yeah. uh, if you'll excuse me really quick, I I really I'm I need to use a restroom. Yeah, yeah, do it. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'll be right back. Okay. And we're back from a little 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 pee we're break. We're back. Pee break, yep. man. I can't, I, I can't wow. talk today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's it's, it's on the dark side of the internet. It's the dark version of eBay. <laughs> Oh, eBay. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> oh, that's nice. gross, man. But yeah, speaking of Kenny G, I saw that he played, uh, you know Largo, that spot in Los Angeles? Yes. It's, it's like a venue. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that he played there recently, and I saw a clip of him playing, and I've been trying to like meet somebody who was there because I can't tell from the clip if like people were into it or not. Because he did this, he did this like really over the top thing where he like he entered from the back of the room and then like played a solo like coming up the aisle, and it was like it was like very very Kenny Signature. G, yeah. Which I don't know, man. Like it would have been cool if he was like playing some cool dope shit, but it was like he was he was just doing his like his Kenny G one note thing. <laughs> he, you know. I, I oftentimes I'll defend him because please do, please do. I want to know. <laughs> like he's not a bad player. I mean, I'm sure like, cool. you know, you know, I mean, he, it, it takes even like to be as consistent as what he's doing. And like, uh -huh. you know, it takes a lot of skill and practice, you know, cool. Um, just like any instrument, like he, he's not just like barely passing by, like it yeah. still takes a lot of skill and practice to do the things he does. Yeah. Uh, granted, they may be done in a way where, you know, they may seem 
or come across come across as cheesy or yeah. you know like oh you're a sellout but it's like nah like not at all you know like one one thing to consider is maybe he loves playing that stuff you know and sure. like he loves playing that way so what's it to you you know like that's totally. what he loves to do and hey, uh, and secondly um like there i always reference this one recording because my because honestly kenny g kind of in a way had me like that's the reason i picked up saxophone because nice. my mom uh growing up like loved kenny g nice. loves kenny. i don't know she doesn't really anymore <clears throat> she doesn't keep up with too much but yeah. um had all his albums like you know, and I listen to Kenny G all the time. Like I could probably sing you off of his first eight albums. I could probably sing you or start singing along to any song. And like, yeah. I will like probably know. It. Um, yeah. There was this one uh, uh, recording of him on, uh, it was a Christmas recording mm-hmm. and uh, he's playing Sleigh Ride. And, um, and then it's like, you know, uh, you know, it's like, you know, so it's like all like, you know, it's like theater kind of more like, yeah, sounds like Nutcracker Suite or something. Um, but then they go into this like jazz, like straight ahead section where it's like rhythm changes, um, kind of, and um, and like he like slays it, like really playing some cool stuff, yeah, hell yeah, um, like I could still sing the solo right now. But I probably won't. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, he's like, I'll, 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 you should check it out. It's Sleigh Ride. Sleigh I'll, Ride. I'll send you a link after, Kenny just G. so you can you can hear it. I'll um, play it. I'll play it at the end of the podcast. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and go to the little jazz breakdown. Nice. Um, and you know, like he's definitely he's obviously like spent a lot of time listening to the greats you know of jazz uh and like transcribing them and like doing all that stuff you know cool um and so just in in that sense you know and he's found a way to really capitalize on on what he's doing you know um which i don't think is bad at all like i think it's great you know it's kind of what we all want is to to live off our music Hmm. and or you know or at least have it you know make make stuff that we want or and be able to you know live comfortably that's yeah. kind of, I, I mean, most people, that's their goal. Some people may not be. That's definitely my goal for me. Totally. So, I mean, I, I think it's like, hey, man, he found a way to do it. Like, and it, and it, and it took off. Like, you know, that's awesome. You know? It's dope, man. I mean, he definitely has more money than I do. He definitely has more fans <laughs> than I do. So, you know, like, I can't, I cannot yeah. argue with Slightly that. Slightly cooler so. hair, man. I mean, Yeah, that's true. Know, that's true. Know. 100%. <laughs> Comes back to that that signature look, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I don't know. The uh, maybe the one thing that's difficult to defend is his whole uh, giant steps one note solo. Have you heard that? Oh no. Have you not heard that? <laughs> no. There's a couple. There's a couple videos on YouTube devoted to it. But basically, the scenario is is he's playing whatever venue he's playing with this huge crowd, and uh, the band goes into like a really fast giant steps, and uh, he plays this one like circular breathing sustained note over yeah. the whole thing over like four choruses of giant steps, 
and uh, the whole crowd is going like crazy, like the entire time. <laughs> so there's this one, <laughs> there's this one really good YouTube video of like someone transcribed it, and it's just like a bunch of whole notes tied oh, no. with the rhythm, with the, <laughs> oh, the changes on with top. the giant steps changes on top. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh funny. my goodness, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I actually, I showed my girlfriend uh, the, the, the there's a Kenny G Michael Bolton shreds video. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's so hilarious. Like you, you have to play that one actually instead. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> but but that one's hilarious. Like you just just look at Michael Bolton, Kenny G shreds. You see yeah. the shreds videos, right? Is that like overdubbed? Yeah. So they overdubbed. Were they overdub like, it bad? Yeah. 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 It's, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> Michael Bolton's in it as well. It's like yeah. it's even funnier. Um, yeah. But yeah, you gotta watch that. That's but I, so I always too. think of that too. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's not easy playing in tune. Totally. You know, I it's not you. easy, you know, like circular breathing as cheesy as that is. And like whenever he messes around, he always does like, like he does like jazz things. Yeah. Um, they may not be like super in time or super like Ben Wendell, you know, like yeah. modern sounding, but you know. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. No, yeah, I mean there, there, I, there are definitely certain things about him that uh, I I can't help but respect. He's a he's a he's a successful musician, and that you know in and of itself is pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah, man. But if we're playing like heart and soul, I mean, you know, I I'd much rather you know Michael Brecker, totally. Coltrane, you know, totally. Potter. Those are like my guys, you know. Seamus Damn, Blake. dude! I haven't heard the name Chris Potter in so long. I've been oh like gosh. not keeping up too much with the jazz scene, which is my bad. But uh, all you that know? shit, man, it's so good. Yeah, I know. I I I'm obsessed with Chris Potter. Fuck He's yeah. probably probably my favorite. I mean, I've gone through phases where I love everybody else, but like, yeah. if I had to pick one, it would yeah. it would be Chris Potter. Hell yeah, uh, dude! You know, uh, just his soul through the saxophone like i love that he's able to like play like like the most crazy things you could possibly think of on saxophone mm. and then play something that's so heartfelt and yes. sincere at the same you yes. know like that's yes. like the ultimate you know 100 um, percent, man and and then that's yeah that's what i want that's what i that's how i want to be you know mm. dude all like that 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 jazz grind there's something really uh i don't know there's something really spiritual about heading down that path and you know i think of chris potter and i think of the the handful of times i've been in the same room as him like watching him play and just like how he's so incredible just like what you're saying like he's he's such a virtuoso in the technical playing and the heartfelt playing like and he's like so humble and he's so cool yeah. Um, like you just, you just don't find that humility in other genres of music, I think. Yeah, I agree, man. It's dope, man. It's really yeah. dope. Yeah. One day. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> dude, but yeah, I think the, uh, I think the whole like one-on-one -on -one cooking thing would be the way to go. Cause I can't imagine, I mean, I don't know if this would get you excited, but I can't imagine cooking in a restaurant setting like it sounds like so stressful 
Like my yeah. favorite thing about cooking is just taking like a long time and just taking mm. my time and like yeah. chilling out with the food. Yeah. So I I do like that, but also at the same time, just like I mentioned earlier, like how being in stressful situations, like in a recording session with someone, uh-huh. and you know, like you have to get it right. Yeah. Like I kind of I kind of do enjoy that that stress or that mm. like you know like it's it's now or never like you got to mm. do it right you know yeah man which i feel like in a kitchen is it's you're you're like that 24/7 you i mean you feel yeah. like you'd have to be you know yeah especially at a high level restaurant like yeah man there's no way you can mess anything up you know yeah have you ever worked at a restaurant no dude shit's crazy no man i was i was like uh i wasn't waiting tables but i was doing like i was doing like the takeout counter at um islands okay Uh, so like pretty chill but even there it was like oh fuck it's stressful it's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. totally actually my angel my girlfriend worked at islands as well (laughs) dude i still love islands like their blue cheese dressing Mm, so good (laughs) all the fucking burgers and the sweet potato fries i think i think it's a top-notch establishment my only my only qualms with uh islands is that they uh they do microwave a fair fair. amount of things ah and uh but whatever tocos hey man kenji plays long notes it's true it is what it is it is what it is (laughs) dude this has been so fun let's uh yeah man it is let's let's wind down a bit how does that sound yes let's do it Fuck yeah. So um before we end, why don't you just uh give us some, some final some final words of wisdom, some words to live by. Oh man, this is hard. Um You got this. <laughs> all right, all right. It's an hour and a half. Uh I would just say, man, um you know, ultimately you know, you you wanna be look out for your happiness and, and your yeah. well-being. So I think always like being a good person to other people, mm. finding finding peace with whatever it is that finds you peace and, and hope and and uh, and just like being confident in those things and being mm. confident in being a good person. I really think good things will happen to you, you know, if you work hard and, and put in effort and, you know, if you choose to have a happy life, no matter what situation you're in, you know, mm. you can do that. I think at the end of the day, that's really all it's about. You know, it's not about what you make, what you acquire or whatever. You know, it's like if you're just happy, like mm. more than not being happy, I think that's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So that's dope. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Well, we don't have to sign off the call just yet, but let's sign off of podcast land. Alrighty. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you, you next time. I want to know what it's like to create inside your mind. Tell me every little thing you do. Raise my empty whiskey glass to the hour that just passed. I'm glad I spent them both with you Feel free to plug your record Tell the people how to look you up 
feel free to share with us the words of wisdom learned with sweat and blood. But before you leave, there's just one thing I've saved right for the end.